Asperges me, Domine isopoet mundabor, lavabis me, et supernivem de alba. Welcome to Adventum Peccatoris. I'm your host, Cole Parker, on your Advent journey this year. I'm recording this episode um, after Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving always brings to mind uh, the Eucharist, especially for Catholics. When we think about the Eucharist, we think about the word itself and where it comes from. The Greek is Eucharistia. And it means Thanksgiving, so therein lies why it always makes me think of the Eucharist on Thanksgiving. And where do we get the Eucharist? Well, it came from the womb of Mary when she said fiat, when she said yes. A continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying, and considered in her mind what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no husband? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your kinswoman, Elizabeth, in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now in those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a city of Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the voice of your greeting came to my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. 
He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his posterity forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. The commentary from this passage is that of Dr. Scott Hahn. Uh, Dr. Hahn is a preeminent biblical scholar, and but everything that we talk about here that he has written, please keep in mind these are not his own ideals, his own beliefs. These are beliefs which were passed down through generations from the very first church fathers to our very day. The deeper we delve into Luke's narrative, the more we appreciate the way in which Luke tells the story of Mary. One example of this is found in the story of the visitation. On one level, it tells a, of a joyous encounter between two expectant mothers. On another, it recalls memorable stories told in the Old Testament about the Ark of the Covenant. By alluding to these ancient traditions, Luke expands the vision of the reader carefully and considerably. For he leads us to see Mary as the Ark of God's new covenant, and implies that the sacred Ark of the old covenant merely prefigured a more wonderful Ark to come, the mother of the divine Messiah. One tradition that Luke draws upon is from 2 Samuel. He intentionally sets up the subtle, but significant parallel between Mary's visitation with Elizabeth and David's effort to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, narrated in 2 Samuel 6. When Luke tells us that Mary arose and went into the Judean hill country to visit her kinswoman, he reminds us of how David arose and went into the same region centuries earlier to retrieve the Ark. Upon Mary's arrival, Elizabeth is struck by the same sense of awe and unworthiness before Mary that David felt standing before the Ark of the Covenant. Parallels continue as the joy surrounding this great encounter causes the infant John to leap with excitement, much as David danced with excitement before the Ark. And finally, Luke adds that Mary stayed in the house of Zechariah for three months, recalling how the Ark of the Covenant was temporarily stationed at the house of Obedium for a waiting period of three months. Taken together, these parallels show us that Mary now assumes a role in salvation history that was once played by the Ark of the Covenant. Like the golden chest, she is a sacred vessel which the Lord's presence dwells intimately with his people. This next part, I do not have the material sitting in front of me can't seem to find the book, but the book by Dr. Grant Petrie titled Jesus and the Jewish Roots of Mary illustrates this so well. I highly recommend uh, getting that book and reading it through and through. But in delving with why we as Catholics call Mary the Ark of the New Covenant, aside from what we just talked about there, we're also going to talk about how within the Ark of the Covenant from the Old Covenant, there was three objects in the ark. 
There were the Ten Commandments, the Staff of Aaron, and the manna which came down from heaven. Now, what was contained within Mary was the exact same thing. Within her were the very Word of God. Jesus is the Word. So there's that symbolism. Also, the Staff of Aaron, the Eternal High Priest, which is Jesus Christ, was within her. And finally, the manna which came down from heaven, which, as John 6 tells us, and Jesus himself tells us that uh, my flesh is true food and my blood real drink. So I think this important. This is important for us to be reminded at, especially with the uh, coming of Christ and the Advent season, to remember all these things before we move forward in our Advent journey. Oremos. Pater Noster, quia sinceri sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat rednum tuum fia voluntas tua, secut in cielo et in terra. Panam nostrum codetiamen de nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, secut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationum se libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gracia plena dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus e benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc den in hora mortis nostre, in nomine Patris, de Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen.